Welcome to Women Beyond a Certain Age. I'm Diane Worthington, and I'm going to share some of my favorite Hanukkah tips with you today. I'm very big on making brisket. There's a lot to know. It's easy, but you just have to know certain things. The first one is, I think there's only one cut of brisket that I will use, and that is called the first cut and it has much less fat on it. For Hanukkah, brisket is part of the concept of a great dinner. Also, of course, the potato latkes, which we're going to do in another podcast, so stay tuned on that one. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you, I have made probably six different variations, and most people are familiar with the Lipton's onion soup brisket. I've never made that, but I hear it's good. What can I tell you? I'm always wanting to make it from scratch, but I'm also into being seriously simple. So as a result, it may be from scratch, but it'll be pretty simple. The simplest is, of course, my mother, Ruth Rossin's brisket. It was a brisket with sliced onions on top, a container of a normal size of ketchup, and a 12-ounce can of beer, and some garlic powder, no doubt. I love this brisket because it's truly a taste memory. It's kind of a little bit sweet and sour, and also there's some sliced carrots in there. And you just roast it or bake it slowly. The other thing you want to know about cooking brisket is you want to cook it slowly. I do 325, never higher than that because the meat will get tough. I have a number of versions. I have one that is with a four to five pound first cut brisket, and it's with butternut squash and fresh figs and it's pretty cool i think that i'm going to put that one up cindy so that people can look at that one basically you're going to season the brisket and you brown it on both sides and the reason that i brown it on both sides in a large roasting pan is because it will encourage the sauce to be a little bit richer from the brownness from the meat and then i put onions and carrots and the butternut squash, garlic, and thyme into the pan. And then I add one and a half cups of like a Merlot, something that's not expensive, but good quality, or a cab. And the figs, if I didn't mention that, along with the onions and the carrots. Anyway, I cover it and I bake it for three to three and a half hours until the meat is fork tender. And this now goes for any brisket you're gonna be making. Once you've made your dish, the next thing you wanna do is cool it completely and then put your brisket without any of the sauce in a a Ziploc bag and put all of your sauce in another one and I'll tell you why in a minute you so you want to refrigerate this and then the next day you're really easily able to slice your brisket and you always want to slice your brisket against the grain now my mom always used that electric knife. What can I tell you? That's not my thing, but people tend to like that. And the other thing that you want to know is when you take that sauce out and put it in a pan, you'll see there's a big layer of fat on the top. And by doing it a day ahead, you get rid of all of that fat and you heat it up and just pour it over your sliced brisket, reheat for half an hour, and you are ready to go. And usually I do that and often I'll freeze the whole thing for later, that all I have to do is defrost it. Then there's other ones where I add sun-dried tomatoes with a Zinfandel. I have another one where I've added, I can't believe some of the things I've done, you guys. I have made it with prunes and dried apricots, fire-roasted tomatoes, and balsamic vinegar. 
So there's just so many different ways to present this dish. I never tire of trying a new variation. I do hope you'll try one of my recipes, or if you are making your own recipe, just remember to chill the brisket and the sauce separately, reheat after defatting the sauce, and you'll have a winner. So that's Hanukkah with the meat portion, and we'll be talking to you very soon about latkes. Bye. Thank you.